with Alan Moore. And we're back on Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore and speaking with me on Monday, okay, he didn't know it was going to happen Tuesday as I think we made it quite clear in the interview. I had Andrew Farmer at a French cafe in Novi Arabat, so we're having a little bit of chat about the Tour de France. So, welcome to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore, and even though our station couldn't send me to France, I'm kind of in a French setting here in Le Pan Quotidien on Novi Arabat, and here with me to have a little bit of a chat about the Tour de France is RT's very own Andrew Farmer. Andrew, how are you doing today? Yeah, well, thanks, Alan. Well prepared. Got my Tour de France socks on, which not good for the radio, but they are bright yellow. I'll take a picture and put it up on our Viber and I'll put it up on our website because definitely they are yellow and they are from the Tour de France. So this is the last week of the Tour de France. It's been uh, action-packed, uh, catastrophic for some people like Richie Porte. Um, however, the man who crashed with him, uh, Dan Martin, is still in the mix. Um, Andy, how's it looking this final week with uh, two Alpine stages, a time trial and of course the uh, little stroll down the Champs-Élysées? Yeah, it's been, it's the closest it's ever been for decades now, Albert. Because we got, we go into the last week, and we've got four riders within 30 seconds of each other. Normally, when you go into the last week, that's very, very tight. Yeah, very tight. Normally, you have a yellow jersey holder. He's got a two or three minute cushion, and everybody knows, bar a major disaster, that he's more than likely to win. But now, because the time gaps are so small, it means that even the smallest thing happening on the stage is major significance. So we saw yesterday, uh, Chris Froome. Speaking on Monday, by the way, on rest day. By the time this goes out, it'll be Wednesday, so everything could have changed, but. Through me, he had a, a mechanical, and he lost 50 seconds trying to get back to the uh, to the lead group. Uh, now, normally 50 seconds isn't a big deal, but because you know this, it's such a small time difference at the top, the, the virtually yellow jersey had changed and gone to another rider. And so you see the yellow jersey swapping during a stage and it's very You've rare seen it this on the road, yeah. I mean there have been like you know, the, 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 I said the virtual you know, jersey when Aru was leading uh, last week and then suddenly uh, Froome got a little break coming up mm. did that uh, very very hard climb at the end of like a, a basically a, a category yeah. a minor one and the, the jersey changed That's right. Now normally in that circumstance uh, you'd see everybody would be looking at the sprinters at the end and then once they'd get over the line you'd see the, the, the rest of the GC riders sort of trundle in together but they're being forced to duke it out now too in a sprint just to get these extra seconds they get them into the yellow jersey so as a, as a cycling fan it's great we've got two more alpine stages to come so on, that's on wednesday Tuesday, thursday wednesday thursday so by wednesday night you'll have a clear idea great listen so we will know by the time we're speaking with this in the studio we will know who's going to win it well on thursday there's another alpine stage to come so it could all change again but uh, you know it, it's fascinating to watch and within the top seven or so riders have got some really good characters there too. So you've got Fabio Oru, he's only 18 seconds behind Chris Froome. He's interesting because his team is Stana. Um, essentially, he's got no teammates to help him because the two other major riders that were there helping him have crashed out of Hatchby Draw. So he's having to rely on alliances that he makes with him. So they're making deals on their own deals in the dressing yeah. room. And these okay. aren't necessarily deals that get struck up, you know, in the car park before they all sort of roll out. These are deals that might just be a conversation during the peloton. And he'll be calling in favourites. I mean, he's, you know, 
people that he's helped before in previous races, maybe he's calling in favours now to help him. So it is a strange thing, isn't it? Which, like, where, like, you, you know, if this happened in athletics or anywhere else, you'd ask someone to help you out because you did them a favour in the room, or you give them money yeah. if they help. It's like match fixing, but in cycling, it's part of the culture it's and it makes it culture, better. And it's, it, it, well, it makes it extremely interesting. Now, look, to give you the example, Chris Froome has got now. He's riding for Sky, an extremely strong team. And when yesterday he had that mechanical, he had riders around him to ride as hard as they could to get him back up and to bridge the gap contest. between exactly. them. Yeah. Now, if that happened to Fabio Aru, goodness knows what he'd do. He would help him. So, you know, Froome, in my opinion, is still the man to beat. And what is he? 18 seconds ahead of Fabio Aru, but just. Uh, a mechanical at any point, uh, a flat tire or whatever. a fall, or, or fall, and have be. to get back on his bike. It doesn't have to be catastrophic. It could be enough to. Or he has to stop to make a peak. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, has it happened in the Giro? <laughs> you think he'd prioritise? You think he'd just find another way around that? I don't think he'd stop. Put it that way. I wouldn't want to be behind him. No, stop. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and then look behind them. You've got uh, Romain Bardet, a Frenchman. He's 23 seconds behind. Right, last time the Frenchman won the Tour de France, I can't remember. So when they go up these climbs, I think it was Fignon maybe was Fignon? it? It was a long time ago. I can't remember. But when they go up these mountains, we've got two mountain stages to go. You will see how close the crowd get to the riders. That makes a difference, a huge difference. And Bardet, they'll all be egging him on. But when Chris Froome went up the mountain yesterday, he was getting booed. I mean, audibly booed by the crowd. Now, there are various reasons for that. Essentially, he's the main rider to Bardet, so maybe that's one of the reasons. Then we have all this suspicion surrounding Sky in the lead up to this tour. Well, he's been going through that for years, so is it going to bother him though? I think he can bother him. I, th I think it shouldn't be enough to, but it's a factor. Yeah, true. You know? true. So, and it's a fact. I mean, every second counts. Who knows what sort of impact this will have? Then within uh, Chris Froome's own team, you've got Michael Lander. Now, he's a minute 17 behind Chris Froome. And he's leaving the team this year. And he's saying. leaving the team this year. Now, apparently, this is quite rare when riders go into a Tour de France. Normally, they're signed up to new contracts to stay with their team. So it's quite rare that somebody will be leaving a team. Now, so, because it's only halfway through the season as well. It's I mean, halfway through the season, so yeah. So it's, it is strange. It is strange, but the point here is that people are now questioning his uh, loyalty because we saw previously, Lander looks good in the mountains, he actually looks better than Chris Free, people are saying. And we saw previously in a couple of stages ago, a few days ago, that Lander got himself in a breakaway with Alberto Contador and actually gained a couple of minutes to bring himself up to GC contention. So now he's in sixth place, one minute 17 behind. But the question is, if he's now going up these mountains and he seems Froome is a bit weaker than him and he sees perhaps Bardet and Aru going ahead, what does he do? Okay, we have a little bit more than need to go in the next part. And then we'll have a little small chat with Alexander Zotov of the All-Russia Football Players Union. Stay with us after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.